Okay, today is <clears throat> March 26, 2020, <clears throat> and I'm your host here on S Critical Mass. It's so critical, I gotta come out in the street and sit in my car and record. But I gotta continue to um, make installations for those people who do listen, and also for future purposes to look back and kind of document, you know, what we went through and what happened. One of the things that I was in in an institution um, when 9-11 occurred and I didn't experience the, the societal disruption that it created and in addition it wasn't well documented although we thought it was at the time now that we know what we know about computers and the internet and the power of, of GPS and video cameras and things like that We've advanced in just these few years, these last two decades, um, so far, farther than anyone could know. Um, so, in other words, this epidemic that is uh, has struck humanity has become a global a global threat um, is being very well documented, unlike others in the past, and this may be a good thing. Um, for those in the future or if there's a an actual breakdown in society the documentation may actually disappear uh, past societies have had the same thing occur there's no reason why it's not possible that it could happen to us alright so tonight the topic is coronavirus 2020 facts fallacies and the future so some new developments and the ongoing pandemic include the following. Um, so it's my commitment that each installation will provide you with new and updated information that is consistent with what we know of in the public. In the public, and also I have to provide you with a little bit of my interpretation of those things, and you got to kind of make your own judgment after you hear that. But by all means, take it, take an opportunity and just pay attention, and maybe you'll learn something, uh, something that can benefit you. And by all means, if you have feedback, I love the feedback. It helps me as I develop the content, which the content here is the truth. You know, the, the main thing that Critical Mass tries to do is expose the truth and the reality of different things, So that, which some people will find shocking. For example, the truth and reality of American life right now is separation, segregation, segmentation, and isolation. Let me read that again. I didn't read it. I just made it up. Separation, separation, segmentation, isolation, um, all of those things make people uh, isolated and alone. Even if they are not, they feel this way. Because right now, our, our governments are all telling us to, to quote, quote, self-isolate. That this is pandemic is such a threat that people should um, lock themselves literally in their homes for the next two weeks, literally, and they're going to pay us to do it. So they, they, you know, so they say. I haven't heard the rent lady or the rent guy telling me, "Hey, I don't need your money. The government got it." You know, the government can make great claims, but the truth is that we are all still responsible for our liabilities and costs. Um, so 
with that said, some new developments in the ongoing pandemic include the following. Uh, I look at major media outlets and I kind of just siphon through the facts and figures. And PBS is kind of good for playing a vanilla fact. So I got this information from the PBS uh, PBS um, podcast slash YouTube channel. All right. So um, right now, this global pand- pandemic is basically has reached every continent on the, on the planet except for the North Pole or the Antarctic, as we call it. Uh, it's officially a global pandemic and it struck pretty much all countries with the exception of some few of some smaller ones uh it's struck within all 50 states all 50 states have become and have had individuals in their territories that have developed the virus either a few or in, as in New York's case, many. Um, I, I'm here actually broadcasting from Houston, Texas. And Houston is by all counts stable. There's no... Texans, we kind of have like a, an attitude about life. Which is basically, if you're still alive, then, then there's a lot that can be done. So let's get to doing it. That's our attitude about life get a job get to doing it get a home get to doing it all right so when people are going about their business they're really not heaped up on top of each other that that doesn't include healthcare workers who are heaped up on top of others most of us have to go to a job that segments us from our family and separates us and in fact that's pretty much where people seem to have gotten infected public areas random infections um healthcare workers so we do in our family we know some healthcare workers I come from a family of healthcare workers so our family you know is on the front lines um, I have to call my aunt I have an aunt in South Carolina and find out if they've called her back because according to, to the media uh, there's a new call out there's a call out an alarm for for um, doctors and nurses with any kind of credential even if they're in school, they're bringing them out of school to work in the field ahead of their, their graduation schedule. Baby, I need some water. So, all right. Let's see. So that's the, the status of our city. And that's what's going on where I'm from. Okay. So from where I'm at, it's a global pandemic. It's reached all continents and it's touched most of the 50 states in the union. Um, it's surpassed the half million mark with infections worldwide. So worldwide, we're not quite at a million. So calling it a pandemic is really a way to create alarm. But by calling up reserves, they've called out army reserves to be in the states and they've called out all medical people. Okay, so by doing that, one could infer most likely in the near future they're going to call out all law enforcement. And once they call up all law enforcement and they call up those critical reserve, uh, like the special forces, um, so what is it called? CERT. CERT. They call up CERT. And now you're going to really have a system where you will see martial law. So, 
are we going to martial law? That's a question that people have. The, the answer to that is most likely we're already there. That's, you have to digest that for a moment. Now, granted, the president is on TV trying to discourage this. I appreciate that. But that's just a way that he makes himself look good for what he knows he's getting ready to do anyways. This is the quiet before the storm. Infections are on the rise in America, um, particularly because they're testing for that. And so now that they're testing, they're, they're seeing how many people are sick. And it seems to be a cold that can have very um, harsh effects on you or it can be mild. But on many people, it's been deadly. And so that leads to the next point, which is that the states are in, in dire need of ventilators. Ventilators to keep those that go into a coma alive. It seems to be the only way that you're going to really keep them alive. But you know what? If you explore other civilizations and find out how they would deal with those type of things, you might come up with some other alternate. Even in Mexico, there may be an alternate treatment to pneumonia. And amongst African Americans, I know we have a belief that you can treat all diseases if you find the right substance to, to stop feeding it or to feed it. But that's on another podcast. Okay, so we continue. So we've surpassed the half million mark worldwide. There's been 23,000 deaths worldwide, 82,000 cases in the U.S. with 11,000 deaths. Now, I'll make a note that the statistics seem to not be consistently true. They seem to vary depending on which organization you look at, you listen to. I don't got time to straighten out these idiots with their details and their lies. They're not all idiots, but some of them are. And that's why Trump calls them fake news and bad reporters and things like that. And he's right. He's right. There are many questions still yet not asked. They're not answered because no one was, is asking the question. No one wants to talk about the origin of this virus. Nobody wants to talk about that. Well, that means that they suspect that probably it comes from one of our potential enemies. One of uh, the, 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 or, the countries in the world that are challenging our existence and our presence in their world. Okay, so it comes from our our, our, our partner and our opponent, China, which is a partner and an opponent, while Russia is mostly an opponent. But we'll come to that in, in a different point. Okay, let's continue. 3.3 million Americans have filed for unemployment income. This is interesting. 3.3 million Americans, which this is a, a, a world record, a historic record, of course have filed for employment income and the government is stating that they are going to provide some relief and they actually have set to to putting forth a bill for it went from one trillion to I told you babe to two trillion to two point three trillion why don't we just make it five <laughs> my, my question is you know last I looked money was made of paper so where are they gonna get all these trees they'll have to chop down every tree on earth twice make enough money to fulfill that bill so we are beyond money 
This is a whole new world. And you need to be brave in it. Be brave in this new world. Okay, let us continue. Um, at Critical Mass, we consider ourselves brave because we, we challenge the, the, the party line. We challenge the, the, uh, the main, uh, the, the common opinion with questions, with probing questions that should solicit true answers so that people can, can be conscious of what's going on. Do you really think that the government would let us know anything on the news that would freak us out? Hell no. Hell no. So let us all be aware of that. Because once they call out the military and go to def what we call defensive modes and postures, that's like a war-making posture. We're so close to war. So we need to be like more peaceable. And each day counts. Each day counts. Let us continue. So we went from 3.3 million Americans who applied for unemployment income and with potential relief coming in after the 1st of April. There's no nationwide lockdown. Let's stress that point there. There is no nationwide lockdown. Let that sink in for a minute. Why? Because the president simply has chosen not to do that and he doesn't see, feel that he has a need because there's no... People are actually cooperating. There's no resistance to cooperation right now. So people are actually staying home in their homes or trying their best to. You know, some people don't have homes. So what about those people? You know, no one's, they're not asking that question. What about the homeless population? You know, the news treats that like, oh, man, that's just some other stuff we don't want to talk about. But that's a valid question. What about all those millions of Americans that were on the street and didn't have a home in the 18, 2018, 2017, 18, and 19? So now we're in 220, and they're still out there, a lot of them, those who have survived. So what about those people, especially considering that they, um, they're an at-risk group, group of people for, you know, living on the streets and having diseases and all kinds of bacteria? Not that they have diseases, but catching these type of catching street-borne diseases okay so anyways that was just one question at one point was there's no nationwide lockdown let me reiterate that and stress that there's no nationwide lockdown but in some states they are talking about it surely um, and applying it in areas so know that so there are lockdowns in some areas but there's no national lockdown so in other words if you see some troops in the street they're not going to shoot you on site because that's what a lockdown implies it implies that the military is going to enforce you staying in your home and if they catch you out they can kill you or arrest you detain you put you in a prison it's scary and it's true so this is why we don't want a nationwide lockdown people need to just follow instructions and allow the doctors to do what they do and nationwide lockdown is something that will stop the heart it will be like a heart attack to America and America will fall if you do some shit like that as a country as an entire country that's a problem so Donald Trump seems to be understanding that point and he seems to actually be be behaving more presidential these days thank goodness he does describe himself as a wartime president and he he actually is a wartime president I don't know why the fake news 
wants to insist he's not. He inherited Iraq, Afghanistan. I mean, those are called wars. He's been fighting these wars. So he is, by his own description, a wartime president. And I would say that it, that is true. Even though I'm not partial to him and his behavior and his ways. But what does that matter? Uh, perspective. Perspective. Meaning I'm not new to blood and guts. If I have to call some bad shots, I'll call them. Pull some triggers, I'll pull them. That's what he's basically saying. I pull triggers. So, we'll continue on. <laughs> uh, so there are certain parts of the country where that they have imposed lockdowns. Um, New York and lockdowns. Louisiana is trying to lock itself down because they just had the Mardi Gras and they believe that the Mardi Gras probably infected like a bunch of people. That's all speculative though. Um, we, it's hard to say. And specific counties uh, are also being locked down different parts, different states. The National Guard has been called up in general. So we are kind of like on a military footing. The National Guard is present, but they're mainly operating in a uh, medical providing capacity so they're coming here to provide medical care they're not like driving around tanks and stuff like that okay uh, emergency hospitals are being constructed by these national guards and by civil um, civil servants uh, police agencies and whatnot um, they've constructed emergency hospitals throughout most probably all counties in, in, in America and um, that's why some of this aid is coming to the counties and to the country to help pay for that, um, uh, it's so it's so bad actually that get this prisons are beginning to release prisoners, putting them on ankle bracelets and things like that, other ways to watch them, monitor them, and sending them out of the prison. Wow, good. Hey, this is a blessing for some people. This may be a blessing for many people. You don't know how far up the ladder this might go. They don't want prisoners inside prisons. That's like the end of the world, dude. But shit, look. Hold on. Everybody listen. That's a plane. <laughs> the planes are still flying. If you can hear it. That's the Southwestern Airlines plane. That's beautiful. Beautiful. To look up there and see that. Okay. I am not social distancing. My life is a social distance. I sit at an average of four... 40 feet from every from a human being my and since for years now when I look around there's at least there's a, a human being 40 feet feet away no closer for some reason I don't know so I've been social distance for years and years and that's just how I live and that's why I have this podcast because it helps me to socialize to be part of the world and to give the world back some of what it's given me but in the good sense. Alright. So. I'm going to probably pop, pull this. Bring this to a, a close. But before I do. Let me just hit a couple more points. Um, speaking of the military. 5,000 servicemen have been tested positive. Uh, for the virus. And they're on a ship. That is headed for like Guam. And they're going to take them out. Into the Pacific Ocean and set up military hospitals and treat them for their for their infections. That's significant. 5,000 infected soldiers. You really got to wonder where they got it at. Where did they capture that at? How did they get that? 
you know, so it, you'd have to look at where they were deployed individually in that group. So that's kind of really a scary number. Uh, shortages are growing in regard to medical supplies. So, so at this point, there's no lack of food or water. There's no lack of civil service, like uh, utilities, like electricity and um, water, sewage, all that stuff. Trash is still being thrown out. There's still toilet paper in the in the, um, in the porta potty over here. <laughs> you know, um, they set up porta potties and, and more public amenities, actually, and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Um, Italy, of all the countries that have it, Italy is the most infected country with Spain following behind it and Europe. Uh, then one would look at China and the United States with the Ch United States growing the most. Um, China, on the other hand, speaking of China, is loosening up restrictions in some places. So probably this was some propaganda thing. You know the Chinese lie. Excuse me if you're Chinese, no offense. But that country lies, just lies. It just, it, 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 you know, maybe all countries do. But China doesn't hide it. They obfuscate the window looking into China. No, no one can know what really goes on in China, to be honest with you, because the government hides, you know, everything. And only in recent times with the internet and Facebook and all kinds of social media has that changed. It's become a more opaque country um, you can actually see how it functions and know who the people are that run it and why it's wealthy and why it has uh, a lot of concerns right now and China should be very scared China should be very scared because the truth is that this the truth is China hasn't invaded any country in the last one in the last uh, 30 years 40 years 50 years we got to go way back to uh, World War II maybe Korea okay China has not invaded any country. America, on the other hand, has invaded a country every single year that it's existed since since the uh, since World War II and the creation of the CIA. So uh, that's just a statistic. That's just like, in other words, we've invaded so many countries. So who should you be afraid of, China or the United States, as far as creating a war? You know. So the answer comes back to America. And so this destabilization of America could be an act of war. And that will be further addressed in other podcasts. So let's see. Um, the U.S. Congress has created a huge $2.3 trillion uh, aid package that they're sending out to the American public. Um, they're going to, they've actually cooperated really quick. That's because they're getting ready to get rich. They're all getting ready to get some of that money. That includes them too. Yeah, and this is going to be a tax-exempt tax, tax gift. Not gift, but um, payment, basically, to, be, to an American, to all Americans. Well, that's kind of unheard of. It hasn't happened in a long time. Um, I don't even know a prior example of it even occurring. But I'm sure if we did a little research, we could find that other countries like maybe Canada and um, European countries have done this. So it may not be off the charts. It may be something that has been done in other places, and we just haven't seen it really in our in our time. But it will be equivalent to a tax return, basically. So, 
All right, let's see here. Um, the U.S. Congress has created a huge $2.3 trillion package in aid to the American public. And this includes benefits to all Americans directly. Um, that includes an increase. So all Americans directly literally means everybody with a social security number or a taxpayer ID is to be re can receive this benefit. A married couple, which you'd have to have, your couple, would have to, whoever you're with, would have to have their own documents. So if people that have residency here or permission to be here can get that, remains unknown. Because they're not, they don't fall under Americans yet. They stay, then they can. But there's an African, I saw a Nigerian man on, on the uh, NBC today. And, or one of those news, news channels, let me not quote him, but he was saying that, you know, he had just become an American, he had just, and he's from Nigeria, and then he's referring to his mom and his wife and his sister and all this, and they're all Nigerians, and they're all Americans, so they're all qualified to get that money. Only in America can that be done. All right. Um, this also includes money to small businesses. Uh, businesses that have employed people that they money to allow them to continue to pay the payroll of these people even though they're not at work so that's another place um, large corporations will receive this small corporations will receive it we assume farmers are on there they didn't mention farmers but I mean why would you not include farmers and then you got to wonder what about the homeless population once again I mean there's still there's stark reminder there's even more homeless people and how are you going to stop people from from evicting others what the courts are just not going to process evictions anymore that's that's kind of like not realistic even the court just stops processing evictions I mean it is the end of the world because that means they're not going to get paid for sure because that's what they get paid to do so let us continue. Um, so actually, the president got on the news today and he set a target date for after April the 1st when he says that he feels that we can start backing down and that people can start returning to some semblance of their life going back to work. He said it may result in more deaths, but staying inside our homes will definitely result in a lot of deaths. He said, let alone from the suicide level going up. And I, I totally agree with that. That was one of my first thoughts that, man, people who are depressed and who have psychological problems are definitely going to have a problem with this. And you see them walking around and stuff because they just some you just there are some psychological problems that prevent you from from laying down and stand, standing still. Um, but let's and that so that those could be exacerbated and that he even mentioned that or thought about that. I thought was a uh, was something good. You know, I thought that was a. Uh, but he's, you know, obviously he has an interest in us going back to work because he, he has such vast holdings in hotels. Basically, he owns uh, these all these chains of hotels and these properties that will not be visited if people don't fly in planes and go visit them and, and stay in them. And if people don't pay the rents to be in them. So for him, it's a disaster person. I, I don't see how it couldn't be. No wonder he wants to get everybody back to work. Because as an individual business owner, he actually is, he could receive this as well. But they should be exempt from this package. But he technically can, re, can be a recipient. And one reporter did ask him, President Trump, 
Are you ready to say that your businesses should not be recipients of federal aid once this package is dispersed? And he refused to answer that. He refused to answer that question. All right, so this is, uh, ends with loans to big corporations, which we know how that goes. On the international scene, take a uh, kind of a, a, a left here, or take a right, take a right. On the international scene, Russia. Russia on the left, China on the right. Actually brags that it is virtually coronavirus free. So that's the position of the Russians. We don't got it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I bet. Because you gave it to us. Because you infected us with it. And and unfortunately, people, uh, journalists don't want to talk about this. They don't want to go there. Because if we start pointing our finger at another country, that could be taken as an act of war in itself. Saying, if you're going to say that we did it, then you're basically saying we're going to attack us or what? And so that's kind of how that goes. And it's almost like two idiots arguing on a corner. You know, one, they just won't back down and they keep one up in each other until there's an ultimate clash. And many people have come out and denounced this behavior, um, denounced, you know, finger pointing and just have suggested maybe we should just take more responsibility of not allowing it to infect our society, whether someone infected us with it or not. But that's kind of a wimpy, weird, you know, if they infected us with it, there has to be some kind of a change in our relationship. Look what it's caused, a destabilization of an entire country. And no, I don't think we infected ourselves. But you never know. Once again, when you unleash these type of uh, viruses, it's doubtful that it comes from bats. I mean... That's where they say it comes from, but that's that has yet to be proven as far as I'm concerned. That's, that has, that's just like how they said AIDS came from the green monkey in Africa. And Ebola came from, what, mosquitoes? Which that was true. Ebola did come from insects. Actually, excuse me, let me correct that. Ebola did not come from any known natural source. Correction. Correct that. Yeah, Ebola as a disease was not known to come from any known natural source and and in contrast to this disease which is known to maybe or, or originate in animals but that doesn't that doesn't change anything you know we're basically saying that people who have been eating these animals for decades for centuries are all of a sudden getting sick from it or have they been getting sick from it Hmm. Okay. Uh, Russia has locked down its entire. Okay, so to its credit, it's locked down its entire Asian Eurasian border, stretching from the Pacific Ocean all the way back to the Atlantic, uh, with not actually touching the Atlantic without actually touching it. They have the Northern Seas, of course, but that they don't have a warm water port, so they Russia geographically ends at Europe. So Russia and Europe share a common border. And Russia has shut that border. And it's also at times shut off the gas that it sends, the oil and gas. And that would be just a tragic 
uh, occurrence to Europe. If Europe got cut off from its oil and gas that it imports through and from Russia, oh boy, the world would be a definite, definite, different, other, uh, different place. Okay, so Russia has locked down its entire Eurasian border, stretching from the Pacific to the back of east of Eastern Europe, and the U.S. seeks to make China. Actually, on the other hand, China, the U.S. is seeking to label this virus the Wuhan virus. Okay, so the United Nations has opposed this and World Health Organization has opposed this. Do not name it the Wuhan virus. Do not name it the Chinese virus. Name it COVID. Leave it as it's called COVID-19. And that makes perfectly good sense. Only a semi-racist person would, would think would name a disease after a bunch of people. That doesn't happen. Science doesn't do that for a reason. You know, that's kind of like Nazis, Nazi behavior. Why would you do that? Just to instigate. You know, just to instigate. And let's be let's let us understand that that Donald Trump loves Putin. 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 That's his name. Putin. I call him Putin. Anyways, Donald Trump loves Putin. And so he caters to Putin. He hates China, on the other hand. He's a racist. He doesn't know how to just... He doesn't know how to hide it. He's a victim of his own, his own being. He doesn't even try to hide it. They showed a script that he was supposed to... To speak to the world about the virus, and on the vi on the script it has with a with a a sharpie a black sharpie marker, they crossed out the word COVID nineteen virus and wrote in China virus. How tacky is that? That is so little, low, and tacky. Especially since it was his idea. So, but he wrote it in there just to make sure he didn't forget of all the things to say that this is the China virus. By the way. After he was done saying all that good stuff, he said a bunch of good stuff and, you know, made, made himself look presidential. And then he said, crossed out China, wrote China in and made sure that he said over and over, China virus. Okay. How small is that? So what, what is that? That's an instigation. That's war talk. War talk. That's what we don't want. That's what we call critical mass.